1: Good Risings. I'm Marie Burns-Holzer, and this is Spoonful of Spirituality. Did you know that many ancient cultures didn't have a word for blue in the beginning? Blue is a word that developed very late in many of the world's most widespread languages, including Greek, Chinese, Japanese, and Hebrew. I remember the first time I read the Odyssey in high school and Homer described the sea on a clear day as wine dark. As a kid who grew up near the ocean, I thought that was a bizarre description, but thought maybe the Mediterranean looks different than the Pacific. It turns out my reaction wasn't odd. It was a different time. Homer didn't have a word for blue, and therefore we think he might not have seen it. Yes, the more we study language and the human mind, the more we are realizing that our language helps shape our experience. In Namibia, the Himba tribe has no word for blue. So when the psychologist and researcher Jules Davoff showed people from the tribe colors and asked them to distinguish blue from colors like green and purple, which are close on the color wheel, they struggled with it. We've seen the inverse prove true in Inuit languages which have dozens of words for snow. While the Europeans came to Inuit lands, had a few words for snow, the Inuit could describe in much greater detail the difference between fine snow and, say, soft, deep snow with just one word. They could see the differences better because they had words for it. What we think of as reality, as an incontrovertible experience of the world around us, is actually an interpretation, an illusion. Our brains are the most insane real life computers, both processing and filtering at incredible speeds. Our brains interpret stimuli, and if we have an understanding of what's being received, it organizes it into those recognizable patterns. If we don't have an understanding of what's being received, it will naturally go through a backlog of understood things, and try to overlay understood patterns on top of this new information. Sometimes that's incredibly helpful, like when we recognize unfamiliar steaming bowls of something as food. Sometimes it means that we see patterns in the stars and the shapes of things that are familiar to us. While we're essentially just making stuff up with constellations, it is that curiosity, the attempt to understand that led us to star-led navigation all the way through to going to the moon and sending ships into the outer limits of our solar system. The spiritual ramifications of this idea are massive. Words can help shape our experience, and our experience is only one version of what is actually happening. Maybe that means that we should assert ourselves with more care, because what I'm experiencing may literally not be what you're experiencing, that maybe we should choose the words we speak to ourselves and others more carefully, because the more words you have for something, the more nuanced that experience is for you. It's funny how many people can quickly come up with two dozen insults and struggle to come up with the same number of compliments in the same time frame. Our experiences are an interpretation of what we call reality. It'd be nice if we could move through the world, and I'll remember that. I'm Marie Burns Holzer, and you can find me at Marie Burns Holzer on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Now go be excellent to yourself and to each other.